I was already slow with that one. All right, this is the Coast to Coast Combat Hour. Ed Carbohall and Matthew Hawkins here, as always, brought to you by AllAccessMMA.com. Make sure you check out All Access, Access MMA for your MMA news. Uh, this week, we are joined by managing editor of SureDog.com, uh, one of the co-hosts of uh, the Living Death podcast, and uh, and uh, statistician extraordinaire, uh, Jay Petri. Jay, uh, been wanting to talk to you for a while, man. I mean, uh, you've you've been doing a lot of a lot of homework and and ABC classes, and it looks like you got a a lot going on in your life. Yeah, man. I, well, first of all, I like to say I, I very much appreciate the introduction. I would like to to mention I'm not managing; I'm just the associate editor, which is oh. it's, all, it's all good. We we can uh, keep that for Mike Furley. I don't I don't want your job, Mike. I know what it takes. Uh, wait a second. What? Why did? What did? What did I had your? It's all good. It's all good. Don't worry about My it. My mistake again. I'm getting over a cold, folks. That's it's all you're getting over a cold. It's all good. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I I work at Sherdog. I work with Sherdog Fight Finder and all the information there. Um, and yes, this past week has been fascinating for a lot of reasons. So I'm I am very happy to be here and hanging out with you because Ed, we've dragged you on the show, and and Matt and I have been chatting on forums for you know like five years from now. So it's <laughs> it's it's good to you know to get this whole thing here. So I'm happy to be on be on the coast with y'all. No, that's great. I appreciate your time. Um, why don't we just jump into kind of what got you into MMA uh, and, and kind of work our way towards uh, my questions about Fight Finder and, and the sure. history kind of some of Sherdog stuff. But, uh, you know, we all kind of look about the same age, I'm guessing. So mm-hmm. what was it that uh, that got you into the sport and, and what allowed you to, to get a job with with such a good website uh, as Sherdog? Um, I, I started back uh, when I was taking karate when I was like six or seven um, and, and my dojo was showing off. Uh, some of the big fights on TV at the time, you know, I'm, I'm six or seven, seven, you know, whatever. It's it's like the OG UFCs. I remember the first one I really remember seeing was UFC six, Tank Abbott, and all that. The the taking on the Hawaiian art of bone breaking, mm-hmm. all of that glory, and uh, and it 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 captured me, and I very much enjoyed it. But I was a kid, so you, I can't buy pay per views, and so I was into it for for many years as I grew up, and I stayed with karate, um, but I really fell for it big time. Um, when I was in graduate school and I was studying for political science and doing a lot of stat work and, and I was doing stats for all kinds of elections and blah, blah, blah. And I wanted to use my stat knowledge for other different kinds of areas. And the, at that particular time, cage potato, you guys remember cage potato. Oh yeah. Back, back <laughs> when they were more than just a, a very snarky Twitter page, uh, cage <laughs> potato had a really funny post about the M&M curse, if you guys remember the M&M curse, which is the, the it was the conventional wisdom that fighters that would walk out with their walkout music being M&M would lose their fights. And it happened to be mm-hmm. in a span of time where Tito Ortiz would always walk out like Mosh or whatever, and he'd always lose. There was that really bad stretch mm-hmm. of Tito Ortiz fights uh, before, you know, what he left and, and before the Bader fight and all that stuff. Uh, and, and I wanted to say, hey, I can I can actually do something with this here i can find the data and actually say let's prove let's myth bust this let's prove the m&m curse and, <laughs> and I, I really went in there at full blast and as i started doing this i thought okay there's there's something to this walkout music stuff like for there for 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 years the walkout song sweet child of mine by guns and roses <laughs> classic classic rock anthem song tons of fighters should use it and every single one of them had lost their fights <laughs> that's super weird like of course correlation doesn't equal causation it's a bunch of different fighters over a bunch of different years and and you know, obviously we're not claiming that guns and roses was there you know was sealed their fate for them but it was just <laughs> those kind of weird questions uh, and i went up and i worked uh i i got noticed by vice uh back when fight line was rolling and i did a, uh, essentially like a, a pop-up video type of of graphical infographic series mm-hmm. and then once once the pivot to video happened um i actually kind of just reached out to managing editor mike fridley and i said hey i have this very unique set of skills and and, <laughs> and uh and it's, it's all been great from there and it's 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 wild it, it's crazy to think about it that that it's just how it turned into that it turned into some goofball that was just like well, that's weird into look at all this weird before us guys yeah there's so much weird. This you sport's know, so weird. <laughs> and it keeps getting weirder. Oh, my um, goodness. And, and before we get into the, to the really weird, the most more, most recent Please. weird, because um, it's because you're you, talking about music. And the, and the, mm-hmm. I remember when DMX passed away, you put, put up that graphic. That's right. Of, 
of of, uh, of like like the amount of times his music was used and uh, the running joke still at least with the older older heads at my where I train in, at Advanced Martial Arts in North Brunswick is because we you know we had Ricardo Romero fought, mm-hmm. fought in UFC fought, he's from our gym uh, Jay McLean and Strike Force and stuff like that so like we uh, back when they were fighting which is like the early two thousands um, that was like the thing to to. That was like the running joke in our gym was like if you walk into DMX you're gonna, you're gonna win a fight. Yeah, I don't know if that's if that's true enough because uh, I know you put up like the amount of how many fighters use his music, but I'd like to know. I mean, if you have time, uh, you- <laughs> I, I can pull up the. I know off the top of my head, right at the, right without looking at all, very high win rate, disproportionately yeah. high. Like because essentially, I mean, if you really think about it. With a, a big enough sample size, with enough mm-hmm. fights and enough fighters walking out, everyone should be about fifty percent. Just, just yeah. <laughs> how how these things work. But DMX last I checked was was sky high. Was one of the highest um, for for any any artist. And right yeah. as of as of uh, August third, twenty twenty, uh, about a sixty percent or point six hundred winning percentage. That's 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 pretty darn good compared to you know like ACDC, which is down in the tank, and and mm-hmm. and uh, other artists like that. So yeah, <laughs> there. I mean, there's something there. I don't know if yeah. it's just a, a disproportionate amount of fighters and that you, are you, super good. You but. you would think the newer generation of UFC fan would recognize like like a lot of people like Brian Ortega. He used mm-hmm. to use DMX. X gonna give it to you. Stopped using it, and look look at him now. <laughs> Like, Caitlin, I mean, Caitlin Chukagian definitely yeah. skewed the numbers because she that's walks what I was out. Because yep, <laughs> because blonde fighter walks out to wear the hood at, and then she is a very high winning percentage in the UFC. So yeah, it's 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 obviously skewed to a degree, but at the same time, mm-hmm. it's fun to look at. Like yeah. you know, Donald Cerrone. I mean, he, Cowboy by Kid Rock has a a, a six hundred winning percentage because he has a six hundred winning percentage <laughs> in the UFC or whatever. Yeah, so it's fun like that. So. So I mean, uh, the whole reason why I had to get you on here was because of we got to talk about. It. I know it's a few weeks old. Folks might not remember it, but uh, I know you're still swimming in the in the in the in the deep deep rabbit hole that is As- Askar Mazarov and his uh, fight record or whatever it is. Like like apparently he's he's fudged his numbers, and there's a couple of different names out there, and God knows what else. I mean, so like I. I think the last post you did on it was just before or when you came back from the conference. But like, wh- where are we at with uh, Mr. Mazarov? I first of all, I'd like to say because I know Askar Mazarov is watching the show right now. Hey, what's up? Um, <laughs> there have been kind of questions and concerns, and like you're kicking the guy while he's down. He's already out of the UFC. Mm. This has never been a personal type of thing. This is data. This is information. This is an investigation. Yeah. You know, as I wrote, um, I wrote a piece uh, for for sure Dog and the, the the Fight Finder Files called "It's All Been a Pack of Lies," riffing on uh, Phil Collins <laughs> in the air tonight, and it was about entirely about his career, which his his record started. This is the very beginning. It started on other databases at twenty five and seven. Twenty five and seven was was where he began when he was in the UFC. Uh, preparing to fight Alonzo Menafield. I think on Sherdog we had 21 and 8 or something like that because we couldn't verify certain things. Um, as of right now, to skip ahead, uh, mm-hmm. he is currently, so remember, 25 and, and, and 7. He mm-hmm. is 15 and 14. <laughs> of course, that includes his loss to to Alonzo Menafield. But that, that's a pretty dramatic change from 25 and 7. That's, that's 10 losses on another database i I think two other databases actually that had and and it's not it's not to slight other databases because we get crazy information and yeah just how this thing works um and this is this is was supposed to be the end of the story when 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 masarov initially how it started let's be clear here because (laughs) because it sometimes it gets a little muddled about how it started it began when askar masarov personally on his own Facebook page, hunted down one of the guys I work with on Sherdog Fight Finder. I don't even have the guy's Facebook page. You know, I, I, yeah. I, I you know, like a private Facebook page. Mm. This guy with like 800 friends. I'm not talking like a fan account, like a like an yeah. Instagram with 800,000 followers. It's just some, this is my personal face. Hunted, tracked this guy down and demanded that we, we remove a loss from his page and we this and we correct the record for him. So this guy is hitting us up 
on uh, it was it was the 24th, I think, before his June 4th. So, so it was like May 24th. It was two weeks before his fight. <laughs> and he himself is hitting up Fight Finder to try and get this record straight. And that prompted an investigation because we're like, wait, hold on a second. Time out. We already disproved this one and, and had more information to it. And luckily, we have an uh, international body of Fight Finder staff members. It's about 50 of us all around the world mm-hmm. and are able to cobble this information from, from where, where the, the fights happened. And we were able to review down the line one by one to, to get here. And I believe, let's think, before his before his UFC fight, I believe we had him at 19 and 12, I think. So that's that's four more here that, that have fallen off since his UFC fight. Uh, I can I can recall, I actually made Twitter threats about them, which is my first Twitter thread experience in my life. <laughs> it's very strange to plan those out. I'm not, it's not me. Yeah, um, I that, enjoyed those. I'm, I, I appreciate that. I, it's, I'm glad somebody did. You know, I, I, <laughs> the it's it's absolutely mind blowing because you, you like I couldn't exaggerate or make this stuff up if I tried. Like I couldn't script something that's this wild. There was <laughs> these there were these two early fight cards or there was no, there was, it was one fight card. He won twice in a night, and it was portrayed as like a one night four man tournament. Happens all the time. Happens all yeah. the time in 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 anywhere around the world, basically. Yeah. Um, and he, it was it was posted there, and it was just part of the just part of his early record. And we were able to speak to the referee on the list of who the <laughs> who the referee was for that fight allegedly, mm-hmm. and the organizer for that specific fight company to 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 reach out to them and, and say, hey, can we can you tell us about this fight card? And the organizer's like, we didn't run that 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 that's not on our records. That never we didn't do that. And the, the referee is like, yeah, I was across the country refing another event that night. So I don't know this cat. Never heard of him. Sure, whatever. If he have, if I'm on his if I'm on his register or whatever, that I have no idea. And we were able to determine works of fiction and just kind of peel those away. Uh, other fights, there was a venue, and it's, it seems like a simple thing, to, you know, to check in on it. But you know, what do you, we can't? You know, Ukraine's got a couple things to work on right now. They're yeah. you know they're they're dealing with international issues, and my heart yeah. goes out to them. Uh, that this one fight car that happened was in this one venue, the the Safari Hall. It's called the Safari Hall. Well, here's the problem: this city does not. There is no such thing as the Safari Hall. <laughs> Never existed. Doesn't. There's no building. There is a Safari Hall across the country but that was busy with like a concert that night so like it's just it's all just a absolutely magnificent and horrifying <laughs> de- just a, a, a house of cards that yeah. like i've never seen anything like this i've been working with the fight finder staff members for going on uh three years now in a, a good formal capacity uh but i know the stories and i had worked alongside fight finder before then but this it's it's a campaign at that point. You know, it is no longer a mix up a, because sometimes fighters change their names. Like you mentioned that the, the name change, Arthur Shattercob, that's his real name. Cool. Fine. If you yeah. want to change your name to, to match your, your stepfather. Sure. Fine. No problem with that. No problem with even renaming Arthur or Arthur to, to Asgard. That's fine. Great. You should go ahead. But once you reach out to us in 2016 and <laughs> say, Hey, wait a second. My name is Asgar. Here's my ID. It's not Arthur. Oh, that's Arthur. Well, we start having problems here yeah. because because it turns into something of a more innocent to manipulative. And and yeah. this 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 seriously, 2016 is when this fighter and his representatives started this personally reaching out to Fight Finder for six years. <laughs> so um, unbelievable. He <laughs> made it to the UFC. Yeah, Hawk. Yeah, I mean, seriously. Yeah. The guy made it to the UFC, but you saw the fight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was a he was a 15 and 13 fighter. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, but he, so I'm just trying to get into the mind of somebody and so he gets to the UFC, he gets the yep. call of the UFC, and his first thought is I know my record's total bullshit, but I'm going to call Sure Dog out and try to get one more loss removed from my record That's after correct. I've already reached the top of the the food chain. That's so, correct. I, I I mean, yeah. Yeah, it just it's 
That's unbelievable. I mean, and it's crazy that he would pursue it so, so hard and, and try to, I mean, it's not, it's not 2001 anymore. No, there's, there's footage of all this stuff and, and there's, you know, and, and, and you guys, this is a big business now. You're not putting yes. together these fights for King of the Cage or, right. or something that's taking place on an Indian reservation. You're, these dudes are putting on pay-per-view shows that gamblers, I mean, the amount of money coming in on gambling on these fights is enough to, you know, I, I, I mean, it's just crazy that he would even go that route and, and think that he was going to somehow win that and not look like a total fool in the long run. I mean, I, he has no evidence of any of his fights. So how is he, well, you're just going to go for it. Sure. You're 32 and six. Great. We're moving on. I mean, <laughs> and, and, and it's not to fault anybody else that ran into it because we weren't far off too, because when we get the information, we review it to the best of our abilities. And, you know, I, I can't speak to how it was received in 2016. I wasn't part of the, that, that staff then. Uh, so I couldn't disparage them or say, well, they missed something because for all we know, they got something that was legitimate. It was uh, packaged. There was Ascar and he was beating up some other guy. And it just said, Hey, I'm beating up this guy. It's this other name when it's actually an old fight. You know, there's all, all those all the I all those odd kinds of things. And mm. then there's the fun ones. And these are the fun ones. And this is one I pointed out in, in my article in particular. Uh, uh full metal dojo. We we know full metal dojo. Uh they've they've grown uh powerful due to their fight circus events that they've they've held. Um and and as a result, uh I have established personal relationships with the gentlemen that run the organization. And the reason I say that isn't for some braggadocious claim, but no, it's because a person reached out identifying themselves as a promoter of Full Metal Dojo to Sherdog Fight Find, emailed Sherdog from their account, and they said, hello, this tournament, my this is my tournament. This guy didn't fight here with somebody else. Please remove it. Mm-hmm. We have the fight video. It's on YouTube. It's, he's a very distinctive gentleman. Remember the the Ukrainian Conor McGregor nickname due to the giant chest tattoo and the giant green on his. He, you can't you can't oops, you can't oops and be like, oh no, it's a different guy with a huge neck tattoo. Uh, and and so very clearly to, to identify, but just on the point oh 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 one percent because life is weird that way. I reached out to Full Metal Dojo. Hey. You don't have a guy that goes by the name of blank 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 for for Jormer Bong Kong Kong as your as an organizer, and you're like, what? No, no, we don't have anybody like that. And it's those kinds of things that you could under you could understand if somebody reached out claiming authority of an organization and said you made a mistake. Okay, that's reasonable, but we we have the video. And when we had the other things and the particular one you mentioned um, about the one loss that he wanted to remove that, that was the one he reached out on Facebook, he and or they, because it was a team of, at this point, made up, doctored up a fight poster and oh stuck another guy's picture on this to, 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 to pin this loss on this guy. And there's a couple issues. First of all, this is an event in, in Anhui, China. So... Spoiler alert, documents in, in regional China are not going to be written on Anglais. They're not, going, they're not going to have the English language popped on here. You're not, it's just not, it's not a thing yeah. because it's not for us. Yeah. It's for the people in the area. Just simple things like that. Um, it also happened that the poster he had, I had the wrong logo of the company because I happened to have known the, the company that it was the organization that was running the fight card to, to be able to see, hey, that's not this organization. And 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 then, oh, um, the small, little, tiny, minuscule detail of, hey, there's the fight video. There's Asgar losing to the guy introduced <laughs> by that name. Like, it's, it's mm. just, it defies description because so, it's, it's audacious and it's just, it's, 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 it's unique. So I don't remember because I didn't watch like the, the, the event he fought at for the UFC. Mm-hmm. I didn't watch the post-fight press conference for that. I think that was an ESPS Plus card. Now I don't fucking watch those. Yeah, yes. <laughs> but but um, um, did anyone even ask? Uh, I don't even know if Dana White addressed this man or has anyone ever since asked about this person? Like no. how he got there? What did you guys do to make, let this this person with a shady fight record? You're supposed to be the, the you know four billion dollar top tier promotion and on the planet and and somehow this guy 
managed to get in and just just showed up to get you know knocked the fuck out. Like I, the, the Dana wasn't there. There the, he wasn't yeah. in the press conference. Uh, I don't remember who was running it uh at the time it was i mean it was a it was a what fight night 207 or something it was one yeah. of those smaller scale espn plus shows yeah uh so manifield was asked about it uh and he you know he he just kind of laughed it off and said you know it kind of ticked me off it was really crazy because yeah you know i don't know what the deal is but yeah he, it, he was pre- he was pretty open about it from yeah. the, I, I saw all the clips yeah. from him yeah but at, at the end of the day the only person this hurts is this guy yeah. Is Askar Moserov because he blacklisted himself from the sport because of the things he did. And th- this was a tough thing. We we discussed this internally with Sherdog uh, for the publication of this article because this was a very direct, this was a very clear, here are the fight videos. In fact, there were multiple links and multiple fight videos of him losing on fights that he claimed that he never fought at. So this mm-hmm. was a, a very pointed type of thing to, to point out um, and that it was going to be coming out in fight week. But it was the, it was, accurate information there was no again no embellishments my goodness i didn't when a person reaching out on behalf of this fighter on fight week says he has several defeats at the start which he generally lost on purpose being a teenager because he needed money like when the person Mm -hmm. representing him is saying he's throwing fights what a lie why i wouldn't even I couldn't make out something that <laughs> wacky that somebody actually admit that to us in the in while fighting for his fighter to r- change his record. Mm. So so how does this work? Do does you know Sherdog Fight Finder being the the best mm-hmm. fight finder in the world for for records and stuff? Does do does the UFC do they reach out to you guys and I mean do they get their confirmation through you because even if his record was was wrong on on Fight Finder or on mm. Tapology or whatever mm. other site that these guys are looking at, I, I it's just crazy to me that you wouldn't they wouldn't do enough research without even looking at SureDog to know who they're bringing into their organization. Um, I mean, we've seen other organizations where all of a sudden the guy will have a Nazi tattoo or something yes. crazy like that. Yeah. Um, Holder, I, don't think I remember Holder Reich was one on for a while. Yeah, uh huh. But so do they contact sure dog to make these fights do or is it like they fall back on you when they realize that they shit the bed i mean how, how does that go <laughs> well I, I unfortunately i i don't have any knowledge of of, of their internal vetting process uh, the only thing i know is that on multiple occasions we we the royal we it's you know any any member of the fight finder team with authority to do so will reach out to the ufc to inform them of, of some situation like for instance our team did let the ufc know hey we conducted an investigation we found this 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 that 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 this is his record and the ufc ad- ad- admitted the the corrections and and corrected it uh on 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 the ufc stats which is where that you mostly can get that information and they did have the the information correct on fight night what i noticed that the only time i heard it touched on on any broadcast was nick kalikas on the pre-betting ufc fight pass show where he and johnny the greek and i think anik uh were, were talking about that and, and nick kalikas made a comment about you know we don't even know what this guy's record is at this point we don't <laughs> even know what he's been doing uh so when it comes to that i i i believe i know for many years before my time it was trusted that way because we're talking 15 years ago, you, uh, uh, Sherdog had a sharing relationship with uh, ESPN. Yeah, like that's I public know. knowledge. We're not breaking anything weird like that. Yeah. And they shared Fight Finder and, and the information like that. So it was at the time a direct whatever's on Fight Finder goes here. And that's generally been the case still because we do our due diligence. Like that, like this investigation took a long time. I was at the ABC conference one night when I got a message from one of my colleagues saying, hey, we just heard back from this one individual in Ukraine. We were finally able to get them because, you know, they're, they're, yeah. they're, they're preoccupied. And, and so this was, you know, we're talking an investigation that began months ago is just bearing fruit now. And, and it's just how it turns out. So UFC knows and trusts that we have this. But I have to imagine after this whole incident, they might be a little more skeptical because, um, I don't, I, I guess I'll open this can of worms. There's discrepancy about another fighter, his current UFC record. Uh, and he fought this past weekend at UFC 277 in Ihor Poterio, mm. who is from Ukraine. 
and it breaks my heart because again, this has nothing to do with Ukraine. This just is this is a purely coincidental matter uh, about listings of this particular fighter who competed at an event on other record keeping databases uh, for an event that was called uh, Fight Against COVID nineteen. <laughs> now, just just and it was like it was like July twenty twenty one or or something like that. So yeah, that was the that was the name of this event, and and I I, I say this tongue in cheek because there was no. There was no fight against COVID nineteen event. This never happened. What we came up with, and we invested. I thought it was in New York year. City. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> what we what we, uh, what we investigated is essentially this organization, which is a legit org over in Azerbaijan and Armenia and that that part of the world, essentially put together a billing of a fight card, and and and, and say they had, you know, they just they had. A bunch of listings here that every line they could have a fight and they would slot something in and they would sell the slots to the fighters to say we are going you know we're going to be able to have we're going to say that we put on 24 fights and you can fight up to twice would you like to be would you like to pay us x amount of dollars to have us then send to sure dog and tapology that we had we carried this event and you fought and so notorious fighters have some fighters that have been flagged on Fight Finder already signed up for this thing, and they got bagged for it. Um, mm. And I believe um, I, I recently, uh, Tapology actually, where there was a, a brief conversation, uh, which the Tapo guys are great. You know, there's never this. I mean, like even though yes, we're competitors, Shortog and Tapo, I respect the hell out of what they do. I know exactly what it takes to get into this and do this, everything, mm-hmm. and, and get all the information. And I believe they had the fight against COVID. We, for one day, maybe two, maybe a day and a half, did accept this fight card until we looked into it and went, hey, wait, no, 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 and got rid of it uh, because it was bogus. Uh, so it's it's not common that this is happening. And it's, it's I, again, I want to stress that it's more coincidental that these odd situations are cropping up right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but mm. my goodness, guys, it's a, like, I, I it's, it's a story that, you know, I could. Yeah. There are details I haven't released or dropped, and not because they're confidential, just because, you know, I, I, it, I can talk about this. Yeah, because you have to, because you have to make sure that the like you don't want to put something out there and have it not be true or have it of be, course. you know, incorrect. Yeah, okay. I mean that it's one of the reasons. Well, like again, that's why I wanted to have you on. I mean, the the, the thread that you're talking about, I I, I use the thread unroll app mm-hmm. on Twitter just to make it an article so I could read through it, you know, clearly mm-hmm. and and just just see where we were at. And after I read it, that's when I messaged you to come on. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, it, I, I'm wondering if, if stuff like this, like you mentioned the, 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 the recent one and, and, and this guy Moskarov, I'm, I'm wondering if, if, I mean, cause one of the things that happened during COVID-19 as a, as a UFC was kind of like the only one putting on events and they're pumping. Now they're pumping out events more than they've ever have ever mm-hmm. in the history of ever. <laughs> I'm wondering because, like, a lot of times when I talk to these newer guys coming up, you know, that they see opportunity with, with uh, being able to step in if if the fighter gets lost and they can come in short notice. I'm wondering if this is the the bad part of that. Like, the so guys are stepping in with, yeah, you, you need a fighter in three days. Here's my made up record. You need a fighter, and I'm ready to go. So you know, you know, it's like they're t- they're rolling the dice on like whether or not the homework's going to be done by the UFC or not. You know, they'd rather get the payday and the exposure. Yep. You know, it's just. I I, I can't name a name yet. So mm. this isn't me being coy. This is, we're still getting to the bottom of this. Uh, there is a prominent, not ranked, but a prominent UFC fighter that fought recently as a, a, a fairly high place on the main card uh, that may have very well had that exact situation happen mm. of coming off a tough loss in a, in a notable organization, having a quick throwaway, very brief knockout win stuck on their record. And that was the thing that boosted them into the contender mm. series. Uh, there is a current investigation and my current belief, which is, which is, this is opinion. Um, mm-hmm. This isn't, this isn't proved, but it's based on facts and information is that there was no fight. Like, like to quote Tito Ortiz, there was never no marriage. Uh, this, this, <laughs> this, uh, this, <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like that this uh, this event happened, and and we may have witnessed it, but there just happens to be a where's forty four, you know, where, where, where's where's that last fight, where's that one with that name on it? Um, so that 
is a question. Luckily, it hasn't reared its head, and and a lot of our teams and and Tapology and Sherdog are diligent about it because we love the hell out of this sport. Like uh-huh. there, there's there's no way to to say it any other way that yeah. the, the team at our Fight Finder, you know, some of these guys have been working for their for Fight Finder for over a decade, getting, I mean goodness sakes the things that they receive and personal stuff and threats and bribes and all you name it <laughs> i wrote a very funny article it's funny i can laugh about it uh, about a death threat that i personally received even though it was something from something i had absolutely nothing to do with years before my time for some reason thought that i was the guy to go to and he threatened me with, you know something like bullet in the head or something like that yeah. and i wrote an article laughing at him basically and i was able to lock uh, to track him down um and and find out you know oh we good. We can laugh about this here. Uh, so yeah, to, to to get through years and years of this is just absolute love and devotion, and it's also kind of a a point of professional pride yeah. to, to to be able to to have this and have the information, uh, and 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 be able to say this is it. This is this is the record. This is the information. This is the data, and this is how it's supposed to be. And yeah. and I think that 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 hawk saying that this isn't a one anymore this isn't the you know the 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 king of the cage old wet and wild days this is a a real straight up there's a sanction or this is licensed or this is documented and i think there are more cell phones in the on the planet than people i believe that's a real (laughs) i I, I was i was at wet and wild i sat through the rain i sat sat through the rain as their overhead tarp that had Mm -hmm. holes in it every time a guy would get slammed on the on the mat Mm. it would shake the whole arena and just rain would crash down on the thing that no not not at 43 at 21 i'm sitting through wet and wild not (laughs) um (laughs) uh you you mentioned ufc6 real quick a funny story about ufc6 rudyard Moncayo fought in ufc6 Mm -hmm. he fought pat smith took that famous jump you know kick across the cage sent him flying across the cage about three weeks later i'm watching extreme fighting uh i think it was extreme fighting one uh rudyard Moncayo versus mario sperry at ufc6 he was 150 and 0 at extreme fighting one, he was 150 and 0. So ah. that, that, that set me off to go, wait a minute, wait a minute. Not, not everybody's, yeah. uh, not everybody's, uh, Hicks on Gracie out here. We got some, <laughs> we got some, I think Sperry was even 250, you know, uh, Ooh. and then he loses to Zinoviev, uh, later that night. Um, <laughs> I do got something for you though. Hit me. It's been killing me for a long, long time. Please. Looking at Sherdog. It's even on, I think it's on the underground. It's on several of them. I don't know if you got your computer and you can pull it up right here. Fight yeah. finder, Jake Shields. Pull mm-hmm. him up. This got brought up to me a couple months ago because a bigger podcast, uh, one of the old UFC guys does. They contacted me because they wanted to do a thing about Jake Shields. Mm-hmm. And you guys show his first two fights and as the Cobra. Cobra, the Cobra. Yep. Mark Hall was my main instructor growing up. I trained with him. I helped promote these events. I have the master copies for the Cobra qualifier and the Cobra challenge. Mm-hmm. Jake Shields does not fight on either one of those cards. <gasps> Oh, I love it. I love it so very much. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yes. If you you have these these documents. I have the master VHSs. I've copied mm-hmm. them onto DVD. Mm-hmm. I actually to, to confirm for my buddy who called me about the, that other big podcast, I went through and I watched him. Uh he's definitely not in. I have the VHS case for the Cobra qualifier with the fight card on the back. Mm-hmm. No name of Jake Shields. Um and, and the main events are definitely uh the second one is definitely Yan McGee and Aaron Brink. Mm-hmm. And then the first one, um, the first one was actually supposed to be uh, 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 what's the guy uh, the cannon Shannon Rich no oh, showed them he no showed the main event for the first Cobra qualifier event which is why they left off the way that it ended which is that no, way. No events I have the backstage footage where Mark's asking people to fight they tried to get one of my drunk friends who was like eighteen <laughs> at the time to fight it was to fight Charlie Kohler who oh. I who later went on to to beat some people in, in WFA and was a really, really, really good fighter. So I think I saved my buddy's life at that time, but I can definitely confirm. And I hate to do it because I'm a Jake Shields fan, Jeez. but those first two fights are, are not, uh, are not wins. I don't know about Brian Warren and the Harrison guy he fought. I'm mm-hmm. not sure where those guys aren't on the card either. Um, I remember Brian team. Warren a ton from the King of the cage days, but I don't think he ever fought in, uh, he, I don't think he fought in Cobra. Um, you know, there's seven or eight events that he had, but yeah, I used to help promote those. And I have, the, I have I, actually, I have every one of his events, Mark Hall, uh, oh, wow. you know, who's one of my buddies uh, about a year ago, he gave me his entire hard drive um, 
because so I download his entire hard drive. So I have every Cobra event, which are I don't think they've ever been seen. Has stick fighting with the Dog Brothers on it. Um, also, you can't see it, but he also he also gifted me the last heavyweight championship belt that he was going <laughs> to award uh, the nights the cop showed up and uh, shut down our our nightclub, our attempt to have a nightclub <laughs> event. So. Um, like I said, I hate to do it to Jake Shields, uh, but he might be 31 and uh, 11 or, or whatever it is. Uh, so I can, uh, if you reach out to me or you email me or text Definitely. me or anything, I can do my best to uh, send you uh, or, you know, yeah. record it on my phone. Do whatever you need to try to get some evidence. But uh, yeah. but yeah, those two, that's been eating at me for 20 years because I've been going, <laughs> there's no way I watched Jake Shields fight in 1999. There's just, no, I would, I know that. I, mm. I sat there. As a teenager and as a reading fight cards, like I, I just insanity uh, when when I was getting into the sport. So um, that's the one. That's the one that uh, has been eating away at me, and I finally get to uh, to bring it out that uh, I, I love it. Has two fights that I don't it, think existed. It, it's funny because I can play the Kevin Bacon game and have a good one for you. You might have heard this one. Uh, it's about uh, Jake Shields' opponent, World Series of Fighting opponent, uh, John Fitch. Mm-hmm. Have you heard the story about the the old G John Fitch fight? Um, this was actually it came up uh, initially on the MMA Hour uh, many years back. Um, what happened is John Fitch, back in his very very early days of his career, uh, was fighting any anywhere he could, um, and I believe he took a fight in Mexico along with Carly uh, or training partners and anybody else from 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 camp back then when he was. Uh, you know, AKA and all that very, very early on the Kane and all those guys who were just looking around and this fight Fitch himself said, my record's always been wrong. I, I've always, I've always had one missing one missing fight. It was my very first win and it hurts my feelings that it's not there. I guess it's not around there. And so all of the long stories short, it turns out that this, this was because this was back in 02. So this is when Jeff Sherwood and Garrett Poe and those guys were working and the organizers would call them on the phone or send a VHS or, or maybe a piece of paper, but call them on the phone is, is what happened in this situation from Mexico from uh, let's see if I can, I can say where it was from in Mexico. It was from Monterey, Mexico. Okay. That's where the, that's where the fight card happened. Cuando Irve la sangre was the name. So I think that's something about blood anyway. And it turns out that he was fighting on a fight card with Brian Ebersole, as you, you remember him from Harrow fame. Mm-hmm. Um, and a couple of the guys, Jorge Ortiz, uh, Mike French, I think was in the card. And so what happened is the accent of the promoter calling whomever was, was answering the phone said, John Feach. And the accent made it sound like he was John Fish. So for 20 years, we had one random 10-second <laughs> knockout. This was a 10-second KO, by the way, for John Fish, F-I-S. <laughs> and so we were able to verify with that that John Fitch had a missing win for his entire UFC career, mind you. And I believe everything up to like maybe the Rory or Neiman fights. So we're talking, this was sitting on his chest like Jake Shields, well, secret wins for forever. So I, I love that. I, I very much appreciate that. And we're definitely going to have to talk about this more. Yeah, no, <laughs> we'll have to uh, get that clear up. I actually have Mark Hall's book. I'm actually, ah! in, his, I'm actually in his book. So hey! I'm looking through to, uh, to, see, uh, to see for some of the photos uh, of the um, fight cards and stuff. But well, yeah, no, it's just been something that's been wild. And, uh, wild. Yeah, it uh, is. Like you said, the sport's wild, man. I mean, and and, and I don't I don't see anything. We're probably just there's just more to come, especially as it gets bigger and more global, and you know the internet has its reach. I mean, there's there's video and everything that gets to people faster now. Um, but um, but there's also an oddity if I if I may jump in here. There's a really weird thing, and I'll I'll, I'll keep this one brief. Um, over as I mentioned in in China. I was talking about the fight poster that was not in English because fight posters that are over there generally aren't in English. Uh, record keeping in China is fine, but it's insular. It's mm-hmm. China. There may be information on Chinese sites or whatever yeah. there may be, uh, but it doesn't get out, generally speaking. Hmm. It, or, or if it does, it's because an individual within the country reaches out to, to point out this information. Yeah. So there are a litany <clears throat> of fighters, legitimate main ufc level and or ufc signed fighters from china who had recent massive massive updates to their uh 
uh, their their records because mm. because it just wasn't out there. Like yeah. like you might know the guy. I think he's had three three fights in the UFC so far. He recently fought TJ Brown uh, in June. Uh, Shailan, Nerdarm Becker, Shailan, uh, nicknamed Wolverine out of China. Anyway, this this cat. He's twenty eight years old. Fights out of China. Top team. Talented kid. Got a lot to prove. Well, it turns out he wasn't like. 18 and, and six at the time he was 37 and 10 hmm. and that's legit and that's not like a hiding or, no. or or fakery this dude had almost had what almost 20 wins that weren't documented anywhere in any possible way you could find them hmm. and 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 the the incredible fight finder team was able to, to pull those up for example yeah. this guy and it's just absolutely yan and Wu. We have a new win for Yan and Wu, who is a a a, a another UFC fighter. So it's um this sport is always going to tell us something new, and that's why I think we love it so much. Yeah. You know, um I, I remember Israel Adesanya when he first got into the UFC, he hinted at that. He was like, I mean, he was talking about he's like sometimes I fall twice a week, it's just yeah. you can't get to the record. Yeah. I mean, it's I I remember when he said that, and then you know, I know like uh they, they want to do the performance institute and all that stuff there now. Just because of just because of information like that, but um, it's gonna that that because that's gonna document things. That's going yeah. to create like a, I mean, a document version of the biological passport, a baseline, mm-hmm. and so that should go from there. So I think it'll help a lot. So I mean, with the little bit of time we had have, have left, I, I mean, sure. you were at the at the conference, the ABC conference, sure. a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I, you were there, and Scott was there, and I know a bunch mm-hmm. of other people that that uh, I, I think McGracken had some stuff being presented there uh, with Kira Gracie and them. I mean, there was a lot going on that week. I mean, and it's, I feel like this is the first time that, that, that conference has, has had so much, so much attention on it. I don't know if it's because of the growth of MMA, because I mean, obviously they've been doing this for a while for boxing, but you know, with MMA getting as big as, as it is, I mean, like, what did you take away from it? I know you got uh right. You got certified for like refereeing and judging and stuff too, while you were there. Like, just, just talk about your experience before sure. we uh, let you go. Sure, no problem. Um, yeah, the, the ABC conference started uh, the first day was uh, the referee training course. The second day is the judging training course. And the way it works is for, for most states, you take you get, you get take the exam, uh, you pass the test, and then you can go to your specific state and say, hey, I passed the ABC test. Uh, let's get licensed. And some states are like, yep, all right, we're going to just fill out the paperwork. Some other states are like, pass our test and we'll, we'll be good there. Because uh, ABC is, is, is uh, an overseeing uh, a non-binding body, so it doesn't like certify. It just trains you and then sends mm-hmm. you on your way to the commission because it's just a group of the commissions meeting together. Um, mm-hmm. I will say, and I'm not taking credit for this because I'm just a, a guy from Sherdog for the past couple of years, Um a lot of attention was on the ABC conference because media was in attendance because mm-hmm. we have very loud mouths. And that mm-hmm. I am taking credit for that part mm-hmm. um, that, that myself, Scott Fontana, Aaron Bronstetter and Dan Urban, uh, Scott and Dan are a, a Couchside judges podcast was on mm-hmm. that earlier this week. Shout out to those boys. And we were there documenting what happened and that helped to spread the word and inform people of what's going on. And, and there were a couple of rule changes. I found the whole experience fascinating because I expected uh, not not antagonism, but I expected I'm media, they're regulators, there's a disconnect because I'm the one telling the story and they may or may not like what has been said about them in the past. Mm-hmm. And I get it. I would understand their opinions about that. It was absolutely nothing like that at all. And I, I did briefly think, are they just kind of blowing smoke? Nope. No, the, the, the people that were, were there, Mike Mazzulli, the head of the ABC, mm-hmm. couldn't have more been more happy and more gracious to, to, to have the media guys attend. It's like, yeah, we've yeah. tried to get media guys for years, uh, and we've, we've been able to... Uh, hey, he's you know, he's been pretty cool guys. in person at, at yeah. Deltor events, too, oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and 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 he, like I was talking about how the Fight Finder guys are crazy in love with the sport. Mike Mazzulli loves the sport. Let, let's, yeah. let's, let's be real. Yeah. Uh, and the whole experience was the two training courses take up those first days, and then the next three of the conference and the presentations. Um, and, and McGracken wasn't present, but he, he was mentioned multiple times and his studies were referenced and, and I imagine he might be there next year. It was to to not just not just kind of rub elbows with the people who I've enjoyed and appreciated, mm-hmm. and, you know, befriending people who I've you know looked highly on or anything like that. Uh, the learning experience of something I couldn't have had as a mm-hmm. media member, 
There's mm. just some ways I'm not going to be able to look at this. I'm not going to be able to look at it from the regulatory side or even see it from their side and, and understand what they're going through. So to take those courses was incredibly enlightening. And it's things that straight up, I'm, I can't, I'm not exaggerating. I look at fights differently. I looked at 277 from a judging capacity and from a fight stoppage capacity. Mm. I viewed the stoppage of, of Derek Lewis and Sergei Pavlovich, spoiler alert, differently than a lot of people would because I understood the, what Darren Margliotta mm. saw when he intervened for that fight, that I would, I, I would have been on Twitter going, wah, wah, wah. and then I yeah. looked at it and think, okay, I can see where he was coming from. So this experience was something I recommend wholeheartedly to anybody in the media or somebody who just wants to learn more in around yeah. the sport. And, and, and I, I couldn't help with, I, I thought of you, Ed, um, the judges test, there was a part and I can't give away the specifics of course, yeah. um, about submissions demonstrating or not, uh, 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 um, analyzing and, mm -hmm. and and pointing out submissions, and I thought, oh man, Ed would just smoke this portion, um, you know, all the jujitsu, everything like that, because it's a very important, very important and and unheralded yeah. part of the sport is to be able to, as a judge, view this is an effective submission. He's almost got this. this is this is doing something, yeah. or as a referee to go, hey, this is about to stop this fight. Which mm -hmm. is, I wouldn't have thought about it like that yeah. to be able because I I know them from sight. You know I, I can't. You know I, I rolled a Japanese jujitsu, never BJJ, so I don't have that. So I just have my knowledge from from, from study. Yeah. Uh, but it was it was truly enlightening, and it was something that I, I recommend just absolutely completely. Uh, no, next, I, next I, year is in Vegas, and I think I'm going to probably be attending that too. Oh yeah, if it is in Vegas, same time of year too. Did it yeah. tell you exactly when? Um, late July probably. I might have to just do that too. I might, I might have to just do that because I was, uh, you know, since I talked to, since we had McGracken on the podcast mm -hmm. last, uh, he had, he had it on my radar. And then uh, like, like you and Scott and, and when I saw you guys were going, I think you asked me if I was going to make it mm -hmm. into the crazy yes, I did. drive. And I was just like, no, man, uh, I think I, why did, why didn't I? I mean, cause it wasn't the same time, or whatever. But one of the reasons is like, I don't like fucking driving that far. Yeah. <laughs> it's across but, the state. Yeah. That's yeah. The whole thing. But um, yeah, no, I definitely want to go. I mean, we're, we're, we want to try to get a get on Radio Road too for for uh, International Fight Week next year too. So, so there's a lot going on that month. But we'll we'll see. We'll we'll, we'll work something out because uh, I got to get my ass out west because Matt's been Matt, Matt's come east enough. Yeah, I got to get my ass out there more. So I, um, I believe that from this ABC conference next year is going to have a lot more media in attendance, which is spectacular. Yeah. Not just to represent and cover it, but from a learning perspective, like I, I, I attended the courses to learn. I, yeah. I work for sure dog. I, I yeah. write play by plays for sure dog. Yeah. On and you want to night. So yeah. I can't get away to cover regional MMA in my area to, 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 to shadow. So, and you, know, and you want to know what you're talking about. Like Absolutely. I can't, I can't stand a motherfucker that, that tweets something, and and then I look at I look at their profile and I look at their you know if, if they even write about it and they talk like someone will knock the way somebody tries to do something especially when it comes to submissions and I'm like you don't even fucking sweat bro like <laughs> why why are you saying anything don't even insult the guy or the guy getting submitted keep your mouth shut stuff like that aggravates me but that's a, that's a, that's another that's another story <laughs> um, obviously sure dogs mixed martial arts base there's no doubt about that yep. we do see a small a rise now over the last couple of years of bare knuckle fighting yep. um, is that something while it's still kind of in its infancy as far as not being a million organizations that are worried about my, or seeing out you know happening right now is that something that sure dog might be interested i mean has there been any talk about maybe making a a, a wing for that kind of fights to keep those you know, because like if I pull up Joey Beltron, his last fight's the S seventy uh, platform event. In, oh, I know what you in, mean. In in uh, in Russia there, mm -hmm. um, but he's had seven fight, you know, ten bare knuckle fights since then. Now, while it's not MMA, yeah. it, promoters, people getting fights and stuff, you would think that that would be something that would be useful to have. I do know Tapology kind of keeps uh, mm -hmm. a, a track of that. Yeah, sure, dog. Just kind of want to stick to MMA, or is that something that you might might be looking at down the line? Well, we relaunched Fight Finder at the beginning of the year, along with the rest of the site, and, and did some retooling. I added some new features like weight classes to fights and 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 championships and other little key features that I'm I'm very happy we have because they're little you know uh, uh, kind of quality of life upgrades. Uh, theory, in theory, the end goal is to be the definitive 
combat sport database that is the end game that is everything we began strictly as mma and that's been our main focus that's been our bread and butter i personally have no issue if we were to do something like that to to cover stuff like that i can tell you we as sure dog are are identifying bare knuckle mma as legitimate MMA when sanctioned accordingly. Uh, mm-hmm. Gamebred FC is one organization. Sparta over in Wyoming is another, uh, which is literally MMA, just take the gloves off, which is basically, you know, the old days. It's it's it's, it's the OG days, so why uh-huh. is that an issue? Uh, so, yeah, I, I think right now I don't know what our priority for development is, but I know that it is something that is on the wish list, I suppose, uh-huh. along with, uh, you know, bare knuckle and, and boxing and kickboxing. We want to be able to just check the box and say this is a kickboxing match. And, and, and so, yes, I don't think it would be something in the, in the relative future, uh, but it is something that it's, it's a dream, you know, you, to have that, uh-huh. to be able to do that. Because I watch all the BK events myself and I cover some of them sometimes and I, and I make sure that the forum is at least talking about them because uh-huh. they're inter- interesting. Now, I don't know if there will be more uh, because BK isn't as profitable as I thought it would be. Uh, we've seen some upstart. I think Valor had one event and didn't. And then the other one uh, that was run by uh, uh, Boss Rutten that uh, kind of fell apart. Yeah. That, that whole kind of situation. So I don't know if the money's in it for anybody besides BKFC now. Uh, but, hey, man, if if more famous people do it, Mm-hmm. more money will come to it and mvp like perry may for all we know be a boost moment yeah well that byb the data 5000 yeah. one they they have a heck of a crew and stuff working yeah. there so yeah, somehow they they're putting i don't i i i've given up trying to figure out how the mm-hmm. heck they fund these things. because it's the trigon man that, that draws <laughs> the eyeballs yeah have you seen that ed it's the three-sided cage uh-huh. yeah with the yeah i know that. trust me i saw more of that than i wanted to oh, good. <laughs> they, can you guys remember something for me they it's not a it's not an equilateral triangle because for, for purposes yeah there's one like end, slice of pizza. yeah so yeah yes exactly there's one end that's more narrow and they called it something like the death corner oh. or the, or the there's a specific funny name they gave the corner of the the shorter cage the tighter the, triangle yeah yeah, something silly like that, and it's like the death corner or the the, the you know what I'm I talking about. I can't remember, yeah. but it's I, okay. do, I do. It's okay. I was more of a throwaway. It's it's something. <laughs> yeah. Maybe one of our listeners will try and be like, "Oh my god, you idiots! It's the killer corner." <laughs> but um um, listen, I'm I appreciate you coming on, man. Sure. Um, do me a favor if you can shoot me links to the to especially the specific article for I'll, I'll I'll look for it. But if you could save me some time, absolutely. Sure. Shoot me the link for the monster off thing just so folks yeah. can see where you left off with it since we talked about it. So I can put it in the description to get to folks to sure dog too. Appreciate it. And then um um one thing I wanted to ask you just because I mean I didn't even it wasn't on my original list of questions, but uh because you mentioned Fightland. I don't know if you I mean, you, you might have been the one that wrote it. I forget who wrote it. Um it's it might not be maybe it's from like five or six years ago, but w- one time someone wrote a, a piece like the un, the unsung heroes of makes martial arts for like research and records keeping or something like that. Um, I don't remember who wrote it, but just this whole conversation we just had and the work that goes into doing the research and stuff like, 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 like you do and everyone else on fight finder typology. Um, it's, it's definitely very like uh, it's, you know, it's tedious and it's a lot, it does a lot of work for folks that a lot of folks all the way from ESPN to, you know, every, every other site out there, references when they look for their records so i i think it's just where it was it was actually a blessing in disguise that we mentioned the work that you guys do and and and, and topology too man i mean i mean it, it does it just bears mentioning that 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 you know you guys do a lot of hard work and, and you, you deserve more pats on the back for it if, if not some fucking money <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll only take one pat in the back i really do have to to give the the love to the team that uh, I work yeah. with because you know I'm I, I I'm like this I'm I like to talk I like to tell stories I'm the mouthpiece mm-hmm. like for instance this Askar Mazarov story I may I might have said I a lot but that was for the purposes of storytelling like yeah. this was this this whole Askar of uh, yeah this whole uh, uh, Askar Mozarov situation was not a me effort this was a team effort of yeah. just incredible work and digging and and and. Like, like there was an odd situation. I'll give you a very brief example. We were looking on a Chinese record uh, video site, and we didn't have the ability to to put the fighter's name in 
in in Mandarin to, to type it in to be able to search for it. Mm -hmm. Well, there's a little program that you can draw like an MS Paint to draw the characters. So our Fight Finder staff member <laughs> drew the characters in this little program, saved it as text, punched it in the search, and was able to find fights or wow. or, or, yeah, or exclude yeah. fights like that. So it's it is absolutely my my Sherlock Holmes shit going on. Yeah. Oh my gosh, the <laughs> stories that I could tell. Yeah, that's great, man. One other quick thing before we sign off sure. here. It's mainly the old school stuff, uh, but there is a small history of some fixed fights yep. uh, in the sport. Has that ever been something that's been uh, taught? I mean, it's not Sherdog's sure job to editorialize and to make their opinion mm -hmm. on whether they thought a fight was real or not. I, I think there's probably four or five pretty Pretty works. Pretty works. Yeah. Um, it, it, more than that, but it is between Pride and like UFC. Yes. I, I and 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 me being a Pride homer, uh, yeah. you know, fanboy, whatever you want to call it, I'd always defend. Pride. Aren't we all? Yeah. We all are now. We weren't all. Yeah. We weren't all like 15, yeah. 10 years ago yeah. or fifteen, whatever the heck it's been now. Uh, but um, I've always, you know, my, my I've always been well. Yeah, there's been a UFC too, and. The, the one with Mark Hall and Don Fry has always been back and forth. I take Mark's side. He's a personal friend. I've also mm -hmm. talked to Don Fry and face about it and brought it up. Maybe not the smartest move I ever Ooh, made in life, bold. but we were drinking Ooh, a beer at a bar. Say, say that again? Don Fry and Mark Hall, the second time, the you third time You mouthed off to Mark Don Fry? No, 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 no. Oh. Don't misunderstand. I would never mouth <laughs> off to Don Fry. I was going to say, because then it would just be me and Jay doing the podcast. <laughs> You'd be dead. No. Uh, no, but, but and, and it, it was more a conversation. Uh, even mentioning Mark Hall's name around Don Fry was yeah. – I had to have a couple beers in me to even get to that point. Um, but I've always taken Mark's side. I also go back – my story goes back to, like, 97 like right at like a year after the fight a year and a half after the fight where yeah. i was being told these stories about the behind the scenes money taking hands managers promising stuff mark's whole story was you take this dive we're going to give you basically what was jerry bolander's spot at at ufc 12 when they finally went to the under 200 weight mm -hmm. class mark got blackballed from that that you know whatever whatever the story was uh mm -hmm. so i always took his side but i've always wondered like it's, I guess it's hard because you can't really put an asterisk without knowing, but I feel like there's a small part of history of the sport that we need to go like, you know, you know, what was it Takata and, uh, and Coleman? Yeah. Let's not be stupid here. Yeah. Anybody with a brain knows Coleman wins that fight 999.9 .9 times out of a thousand, you know? So is is that something that's ever been brought up? And and that's pretty much my last question for them. It, it's it's very funny you mentioned that because the absolute first fight that came to mind was was Takata Coleman because you know, <laughs> oopsies, oh no, you got the heel hook. Where did that come from? Like <laughs> like we as as adults, like again, this is not me necessarily as a short dog editor, but kind of because I have functioning <laughs> eyeballs and and see how everything was going. When it comes to ancient history, and I say ancient history is obviously a relative term, um, there's some pieces of history that are kind of grandfathered in and not really subject for review any longer. It's a tough thing to look at because I am a data guy. I want things to be correct. I, I, would, I would, you know, in, in my imagination, I'd be like, okay, that's a no contest or something. But, you know, I couldn't. I, me or Sherdog could never make a ruling to change the official result of that it's on the the the, the official record books or, or whatever it was issued on that way. So I'm kind of handcuffed that way. Um, and you, there are fights that that yes, I personally am aware that there was some shadiness going on and probably shouldn't. There's other fights that shouldn't be registered in in Fight Finder at all. Mm -hmm. Like uh, a very key example, uh, Heath Herring kissing the cow. No fight ever happened. Fight didn't happen. They, for, for, for the, those listening, back in the OG days, uh, the fighter named Kiss, appropriately, stood up and they were doing the face-offs and he kissed Heath Herring. Heath Herring shook his head, knocked him out before the fight happened. So there should be no fight in any yeah. database because there can be no oh minutes, oh seconds of, yeah. of a fight. So that kind of thing is like, it's more of like a historical window. Than yeah. it is like uh, uh, something and like a, that, and a very popular I, meme now. <laughs> of course, but but then there's other ones that we know they're problematic, and we won't 
add them. So I think that's the that is the delineation is that if it's in the records, I can't go back and look at Manny Reyes Jr. Historically, we have a lot of laughs about Manny Reyes Jr. and some of the fights he fought in Lord, where he was fighting in the middle of a basketball court on like the play school mats, and you're he, the guy was wearing you know all kinds of nonsense. But I can't go back, or any our team can't go back and be like, well. That was silly back then, so or or wrong or fake back then, and, and kind of do something. But then there's the other ones. Like there's there's a been a recent push, and I, I won't name any names. There's been a recent push for Rings, Rings, the organization that has been had run mm-hmm. for a very very long time. Well, it's conventional wisdom and and known to some of us in the industry that. There were some pro wrestling matches in there, and I'm using that term very, very nicely and, and politic. That there were some shoots, there were some game, there were some fun. It was a show, and I'm, I'm down with that. No issue with that whatsoever. Well, there had been a push to register all rings fights as MMA fights, period, the end. I'm punctuating my words as such because it's kind of tough for me to process. So there's fights that are registered as MMA fights currently that never, no, no, they're not real fights. They're not, they're, they're totally works or shoots or something. And me or my staff won't add them. We just, if they were in there, you got us like, you know, I mean, you can think of fighters and that fought in rings and be like, I don't think that was a, that you're, you guys are just having fun. I mean, Takata pride, you're Takata, some of his fights, you're just having fun. So it's, it's a razor's edge to walk to, 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 to make a call because then you, because then once you start pushing buttons and, and flipping the switches, then you have to figure out, okay, how, how slippery is this slope? Do you get into mixed rules fights? Like there's a very, very important example. Uh, Francis Ngannou. We know Francis Ngannou. Well, he fought in France before it was legal when it was under Pancrase mm. rules, which in Pancrase rules over in France, there were no strikes to grounded fighters. Well, that's not MMA. You can't have no strikes when on the ground. That's a too far away from the unified rules, but that was what they had to work with. So that's accepted as MMA. And I'm not going to be the one to tell Francis and Ghana with the reasons <laughs> weren't actually wins because he wasn't punching the guy when they hit the mat. Yeah. So it's a, it's, it is a, a hilariously fine line to tread and mm. and it's it at sometimes it's a discussion it's a conversation because there's people who have been doing this for you know yeah. years and years and years and it's it's always it's always good to get their ideas and opinions so it's it's something i think about i'll, I'll put it that way hawk it, it keeps me up at night sometimes because i'm like oh my gosh if i go in there i would just switch it was an, oh it would make <laughs> justice for the mma world but at what cost well, I see. Like, I, just quick glance. I see you have you have uh, Kiss Nakao. Uh, it is a, a, should be as a no as contest. A, as a no contest, but then you really, it's really the same thing as what happened at UFC three with Hoist Gracie and Harold yeah, Howard, exactly. which is not which is not mentioned on Sherdog. Right. Now the Gracies might have been calling Jeff Sherwood in the early two thousands, going, "Don't you dare call that anything other than this a non-existent a fight." Right. Right. But uh, but yeah, it's it's just stuff like that. That's. You know, and I don't know. I'm not. I'm thinking maybe like an asterisk that says questionable mm-hmm. fight. Yeah. You know, something where it would lead the the fan who's looking it up to maybe to then look in the story and yeah. figure it out and make that's the judge for themselves. I I, know, I, I like, like what you I like what your head's at though. That's that's there there are some really good ideas to to indicate uh, uh, debate about this and see here and have a story about it or. Mm. So you gotta be under something. I think I think we're gonna have to talk after this. Yeah, yeah, yeah for no, sure. I, it sounds like I mean we are over an hour now. I think yeah. we can do this probably every other week and probably yeah. <laughs> sounds like to me. Oh, so yeah, 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 for sure. And definitely. Don't get me started about Khabib. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen I've seen all Khabib's fights. Yeah. People, that was that was the number one thing that people shot out at me when they were talking about Mazarov. Yeah. Is all right now look at Khabib, and I'm like I have yeah. I yeah. have personally yeah. I was bored one day. And yeah. there's a YouTube that has them all together. Yeah. So yeah. luckily. Yeah. Anyway. Well, yeah. I mean, we, we went longer than, than we planned to, but I mean, obviously we, we could talk forever about oh, this yeah. shit because this shit is, uh, again, it's super interesting. <laughs> but um, again, uh, send me those links so I can, uh, I'll edit the sure description, thing. make sure when I put it all live that, that people can get to your stuff and read it. Um, Matt, if you, if you could, sir, please take us out. I will for sure. Real quick, Jay, do you have anything you want to throw out? Do you have any handles? Obviously, SureDog.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, any any other way people might be able to interact with you on any social media? 
Uh, I'm most active on Twitter, and you can find me at jpetry, J-A-Y-P-E-T-T-R-Y. That's all, all she wrote on Twitter. And otherwise, yeah, I'm on SureDog for everything that you need and everything you didn't know you needed. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thanks for your time again. Uh, fans can check out the show at Combat Hour on Twitter, Coast to Coast Combat Hour on Instagram. Follow me, Matthew Hawkins, at MMAHawk21 on Twitter and Instagram. Give Ed a follow at Carbazal on Twitter, Carbeerzal on Instagram, and Old Head Carb on Twitch. And again, you can check out our show every week at allaccessmma.com for our video podcast as well as MMA news and any stories they might have going. Jay, thank you for your time. Awesome conversation. Um, and I hope uh, I hope Jake Shields doesn't try to uh, hunt me down and, uh, and get those two wins back. <laughs> Thanks, guys. This has been a blast. Peace.